Well, you know. No intro lately. We tell, yeah, well, you we, know what? We, we beat. Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Fonzie. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. And here you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Oh. Wow. You forgot how to press a button. No. There we go. A mess, a mess over here. But guys, today we have a pretty cool, pretty cool topic, right? In our uh, B2B journey and all the other people that we have encountered, there's always a point where they are either creating and fulfilling, creating (laughs) and fulfilling. And it's like a, a circle that they can escape, right? And the only way to escape is to delegate, bring people onto your team and, you know, empower them to do some of the creation so you can focus on your business. So today we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about do you need a creative team? When, who, and how to hire? So we're going deep. Sounds good. What prompt you to uh, bring this topic on? Glad you asked. Well, if you listen to our previous episodes, we were talking about some of the tools we use for, you know, or podcast flow, and one of those is Fitly on the research side of it. And actually, an article came out called It Takes a Village. A look at the hidden teams behind successful creators is an article by DigiDay. And the article, obviously, it's in the context of the creator economy, mostly for people that are YouTubers, right? They're growing their audience. But in my mind, I was like, it's the same thing for a business, right? It does take a village to you know, grow your business. Even if you're a solopreneur, you are probably still outsourcing and delegating a lot of the tasks, right? So it does take a village. And a lot of the people that have businesses, again, like I mentioned just like a minute ago, they get into this cycle of I'm fulfilling, I'm not creating enough content. And then you have in the back of your mind, I need to promote, I need to create content. And then you go and create content, but then you're not giving the attention necessary to your clients, right? And then you go back and forth and we were there, right? It happened to us until finally we started hiring on the team side, right? We got a video editor to help us out, designer. Now somebody, we don't even have a name for that position, right? But he created what we call the value index, which he goes over all of our content, picking and choosing Sounds the best moments. Sounds to me moments. like a value index engineer. Value index engineer, I like it. <laughs> uh, right? So as I was reading this article, I was like, man, it would be so cool to actually make a piece on this for a content is profit. So that's where the idea came from. I like it. I'm uh, glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do see it a lot, right? Like when you have smaller teams and uh, you, we work a lot with people that are starting on the creation side and uh, it's... You see it. It's hard to to rely on that, right? Like the entrepreneur, the creator has a vision, right? And uh, we often listen to this to um, we hear from YouTubers on their videos. Like their first hire was probably the hardest one because they've been doing all the fulfilling themselves and the content, right? On the editing, they have their own style, they have their own voice, and uh, there's a feeling, right? That maybe that new editor won't be able to replicate that, right? But once you find that right person or that right team then you're going to you're gonna be able to scale. And here's the fun part. Like, that's the beginning. That's the worst your team is ever going to be, right? After the first video, you can become better, right? And then you go and you go and you go. And we talk about these elements of frequency and consistency for a long time, right? So the more frequent you are creating and the, the more consistent you are creating, 
that team or that editor that comes to you is going to help you achieve that. And then with every single video, you're going to become better. Yeah. And I, I want to set this clear in here. You kind of mentioned like they're afraid of they're going to the editor or the team is not going to be able to replicate what they have done. Guess what? Regardless of who do, who you hire is going to take some time to nail it down. Sometimes you're going to have to help them, obviously, depending at the level of which you're hiring. But they rarely are going to get it perfect on the first try, right? Especially with content. It takes a lot of iteration going back and forth. And at the beginning, if you're, you know, if it's just you and you bring one editor, you might have to handhold them for a little bit. So they get used to your message. They get used to the style, right? Which way you're trying to communicate, etc. So I think, I think there's a few personas here, right? When yeah, it comes of course. To, like you have like the person that knows their message, right? Uh, maybe they have a, a little bit of a bigger team, right? They consider time is the most valuable resource, right? And they're going to be probably very okay with, hey, this team, I trust them. Like they, they went through my filtering system in my company and they got approved because, you know, they, they set certain standards. We've seen their work. Now we trust them completely, right? That's yeah. like top level, like 100% dream scenario. Right? Well, but I think that also the, aligns with like how you hire. Okay, but... We're, yeah yeah uh, okay exactly having can, can i finish yeah, my right, thought finish okay. your idea sounds good then you have the person that is in the mix right they might be creating they might have some input in the creative side right so there's elements of like their own style and the thing and they might have a virtual assistant or a part-time video editor that has been helping them for quite a bit right but the system is not quite developed and here there's still some hand holding that needs to happen right or like there there might be something internally that's happening of why we haven't fully you know, delegated the process. Maybe you do enjoy the process of creating, right? Just recognizing that those are resources like your time that you're taking away from other activities in the business. And then you have like the the other layer, which is somebody that's doing everything, right? At the beginning, like that solopreneur of like, oh my gosh, I, I have to be a company and I also have to be a media company. Oh boy, I gotta do everything, right? And at that point, you've probably developed your own style as you edit, right? And then that's when that transition happened, right? So again, whatever level that you come in, there's these elements of, you know, it's easier for you to to fully transition into a content team or it might be a little bit harder to to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. We've talked about that before. So first of all, what does the ideal team look like? I'm just going to quote a little bit of the the article in here. Again, keep in mind, this is mostly on the creator side of things. So Patty Galloway, who's a creator and a consultant, he makes... The videos in YouTube, you might have seen them where he kind of like uh, debriefs the growth of other creators. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, he's worked with people like Mr. Beast. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, he recommends as editor as a creator's first hire. So obviously in here, he says having an editor could save them significant time so they can focus on higher leverage tasks. In an ideal world, all the creators should be doing is recording and making final decisions on things. It usually does start with this editor as being the first step to get into that place. So it's kind of like what you meant, right? At first, when you're like, well, I need to do the editing, I need to do the recording, I need to do my business, I need to do the fulfillment, everything falls on their plate. I would argue the most important part at first is, okay, what is the most time-consuming thing that is going on? And it is probably going to be editing the content, delegate that part of things. So now you're working on the strategic level and you are making the final decision after the edit is done. You're telling them, hey, why don't we switch X, Y, and C? And then they go back and do that. 
And at the end of the day, you decide this is good enough to go out. Yes or no. Then it says next is a creative director, someone who can connect the dots between the creator themselves, the editor, and whoever else might be within the team. They're almost like a go-between uh, go that is responsible for building out the vision and ideas for videos. And that's kind of like how we operate inside of content momentum, right? We are kind of like those create, creative directors and we also provide the fractional content team, the editors, the designers, and we guide you through, you know, depending on the market study that we did, right? We evaluate the competition, we evaluate what you're doing, and then we say, hey, this is a proposal, this is what we believe you should be creating, right? Obviously, if you already have a long form piece of content, we grab that too, and we repurpose that, we leverage that into other pieces of content. But the role is to take off now, kind of like that strategy role off of your plate so you can focus on your business. So a creative director is gonna come in and they're gonna propose ideas, right? Like my brother mentioned at the beginning as well, one of those other personas. You have a, a, a bigger business now. You have to focus more on the business rather than saying, what am I going to post today, right? It's like a good example is Gary Vaynerchuk. He goes in all these talks and then he has his creative director, right? And his team of editors that are chopping and producing a whole lot of content. And then they feed that to him to post as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, I think um, we talk a lot about this in our content frameworks uh, workshops where you have to figure out what is your, your content ecosystem, right? Like what are you actually going to be distributing? Um, when we first started, same thing, like uh, talking for experience, we wanted to be in every single platform, right? It was just really challenging just to, to be a part of that. There's a lot of processes that go into something like that. So, you know, looking back at, at yourself, at your team, at the things, the resources that you might have, what is a viable content map that you can figure out? And by content map, I, I, I simply think like, let's say, let's put it in a name, right? Like a weekly output, like one podcast episode, two podcast episodes and some micro content. Where's the micro content going? Or is it going multiple platform? Is it going to just one platform? Right. And then you can start plugging in different tools. Like we mentioned in the last episodes to leverage that. But I think the starting point is for you to decide, okay, based on my time and capacity and my team capacity, where, what can we publish? And uh, let's test it out, right? Can we actually stretch the system and create that that output, whether that's like a podcast episode, a YouTube episode, uh, micro content, X, Y, Z, right? And based off of that, you can start testing and going into the creation formula, which I would love to go into. This is one of the things that I've talked to our coach, Katie. Uh, but you can start testing, right, with your team. What's working? What's not working, right? Are we on time? Are you producing? Are you not producing? And these are all things to consider when you go into that production mode. Yeah, and I think that leads to when should you hire, right? At what level? And again, quoting, they're at, if they're at a level that they can live within their means and lifestyle, if they can actually pay their bills and afford their cost of living, it's time to move to the next level. So obviously putting that into a B2B context, it's a matter of like, is the business generating revenue, right? Do they have a steady flow of, of sales, of cash? Uh, do they have a solid acquisition system? Then is probably a good spot for them to hire that team, that creative team. Because if you are, let's say, running a little tight and you're making an investment, right, into an editor or a creative team that you believe is going to give you a short-term result for sales, you probably are going to be disappointed because it is a long-term game. Like, if you're going to focus on content, if you're committing to delivering value to your audience, right? It is a long-term play. So in order to do that, 
you need a steady flow of sales in your business. So I think that is extremely important because, you know, obviously that has happened to us, right? When providing these teams, we've seen a lot of people that have come and maybe this is on us, right? That maybe we didn't dig deep enough to see what what type of investment this was going to be for those clients. But at the end of the day, it was very, very tight for them. And maybe the expectations weren't set up where they were expecting, oh, I think if I publish three pieces of content, I know I'm going to get, you know, like five new clients. And it, it's not going to be like that, right? This is you're building your brand. You're building the authority, the relevancy, the trust with the people that are listening to you. And it takes time, right? So make sure you have everything covered and you have a budget in place to plug in this creative team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, are we doing the things as a business owner, right? Or as a company that moved the needle, right? So uh, a very quick, simple exercise you can do, I didn't say easy, like it's simple, is time track your activities during the week, right? Whether you're creating, whether you're producing, whether you're fulfilling, right? If you are the head of a team, like how's your team using the team, uh, sorry, the resources and the time that you allocate for them? And, and from there, you can be able to attach a money value to that process that you're running, right? And then you're probably going to have a base of maybe it's time to hire somebody, right? Because by X amount of dollars, it will free X amount of time that then we can use that time to focus on, on the other levers as well while content is still covered, right? At the end of the day, it's like, how can we achieve consistency of frequency? I sound like a broken record, but that's how you get your feedback loops, right? And then you can use those assets to then plug into paid media, right? Into your sales system, right? Have we, and here's a question that I that I like to ask a lot, right? Are we just doing busy work creating and uh, and publishing and posting just because maybe we're escaping the real activities that move the needle for for the business not saying that content is not going to get you there yes absolutely but like Fonsi said it's a long-term play so how can we set up the system so we frictionless can start publishing and putting our message out there while we also develop our business right if you are a little bit more developed company and you have your sales teams you have your funnels you have a, a way on how people can plug into your business and uh, and buy from you, then perfect. This is just going to make that system so much better and we can dedicate a little bit more energy into that, right? So it's, it's a balanced game. I'll highly recommend where are you spending your time? What are the activities that you're doing every single day? And then how can you leverage either a team or an editor or a virtual assistant into that system so you can continue to do the things that matter? Yeah, and I think that kind of answers a little bit of the who to hire, right? But there's some some things that I would like to kind of like illustrate here to hopefully bring some clarity to to this because a lot of times also people are hiring without too much knowledge on the process, right? And they they try to hire for a video editor and they expect a certain output that looks amazing, right? But they're hiring somebody, you know, for a price that what they're going to give you is just a, a clip with, no subtitles, no nothing, right? And you're like, what's going on here, right? And that is just a lack of understanding of understanding of the process because editing, for example, it is very, very time-consuming and there are a lot of different skills that go into it, right? A whole lot of different softwares, etc. So you need to have first clarity on what is the output that I want and then hire towards that as well. Also... You know, 
uh, editing at this point just by itself, it's a commodity, right? You can hire an editor here in the States, right? For, I don't know, let's say $200 an hour. And then you can potentially go to the Philippines and hire somebody with the same set of skills for $50 an hour, right? So the editing per se might be a commodity, but then you're going to, if you hire just for the editor, you're going to have to play the role of the creative director as well. So you need to do the strategy. You need to do the research. Like you need to do all these things that encompass the whole process. And then you can just obviously delegate the editing. Now, if you want to unplug yourself from it, right? All you got to do is show up in front of the camera. You need the creative team, the strategy, right? Doing the research, helping you with the creation process, helping you with the post-production process, helping you with the distribution, maybe even helping you with the monetization of it, right? And of course, the operation of it all. So it is a big, big process that is not just I record something and you edit and then you post it online, right? Because a lot, again, a lot of people lack that understanding on how these things work. And it's like anything else, right? When you go into a new industry uh, and, and it can see the way. I, I also see myself guilty of this thought sometimes where I go somewhere and they charge me X amount of money. And I'm like, how did this cost me this, right? But then looking back at it, I'm like, well, they have probably years of experience and that's how they made it look, you know, super simple. And it brings me back to the story of, you know, that it's kind of like a, like a parable, right? This guy is a company that had this big machinery and it breaks, right? And they start losing money and money every single day because they can't produce anything. And then they bring a whole bunch of like cheap people to work on it. Nobody can fix it. They try to fix it in house. Nobody can fix the machine. They're just losing money, losing money, losing money. And then all of a sudden they decide to, you know, hire an expert. He comes in, he looks around, he spends like, you know, 30 minutes looking around the machine. All of a sudden he just grabs one screwdriver, fixes a screw and the machine works perfect. And then when he builds them, he's like, here it is. $1 million, right? And I'm just making a number, but it's like $1 million. And I was like, what? You spent like 30 minutes on this thing. Why are you going to charge us $1 million? And he's like, well, First, look at all the money, like how much money would you have lost if you kept this problem going, yeah. trying to solve it with somebody that was not an expert. And then second of all, I'm not just charging you for these 30 minutes. I'm charging you for the decades of experience <laughs> of work that, you know, that he has put into the process to make it look so simple. So again, and just like anything else, right? Like you can oversimplify it, but you get what you pay for pretty much, right? So if you're going to go and just hire an editor, be conscious that you are going to have to play that role of the creative director. And if not, if you decide, you know what, I want a full-on team that can take on this, they can play the creative director, they can help me with what to say, how to say it, where to distribute it, right? Then we're here to help you, right? Shameless plug. <laughs> Reach out to us at this Rosco. We can help you with content momentum. That's exactly what we do. We're those, that creative team that comes in and plug into your business. So here maybe are some questions that as you're shopping around, because, you know, if you're in this world of content, we understand there's a lot of people out there, right? And we want to help you, right? Regardless if you work with us or if you go work with somebody else. But I think this is going to help 
uh, everybody out there. And it will help you get, you know, make that decision towards like what's the next piece in, in your team, right? Regardless if that's a creative director, editor, a team, an agency, whatever that is, right? So obviously we've broken down the six phases uh, in the last few episodes, not only for tools, but like in general. But it's like, okay, first off, like how or how do you help our company to do some research? Like how do we how do we find out the topics that we need to talk about, right? How um, like what's the information that we need to consume in order to produce uh, good content, right? And whatever that good content for you is, right? Obviously, that maybe ask them like, what's good content for you, right? They might give you some references. Now, on the other side, it's like, okay, what are some tools that I could use to facilitate the creation process for you and your team, right? Uh, we found out uh, in in many years that we've done this, right? That maybe Zoom calls are not the best <laughs> input for for the content, right? And then the output obviously it gets affected by how we record and how we create, right? Depends on the software, depends on the equipment. So maybe that's something that you want to dig into. Do they help you with that? Do they assist you with that? Do they provide tools for you to use uh, to make it super easy, right? Uh, and then on the production side, it's like, okay, what is your production process? Is it one one person? Is it multiple editors? Is it a fractional content team? Uh, what softwares do you guys use, right? And I think digging in into this with those teams uh, or that person that you're hiring is going to give you a good idea on maybe the experience that you, they've had along the way. Then after that, right, if you are talking to creative teams and a little bit more advanced, it's like, how do you guys distribute the content if that's something that you want for them? Or can you guys help me distribute the content, right? Will you guys give me an idea? Will you guys give me training uh, to me and my company, to my team on how to distribute the content that you guys are creating? Do they know what platforms is this content going, right? Those are all things that you can ask in there. And then at the end of the day, right, we want the content to be also driving conversations, uh, engagement with the right customers. We want the content to be driving the business. So you can ask them like, okay, all these things that you guys are creating, what are some ways that you guys have seen in the past that could maybe help my business? Uh, this is our goal. This is our objective, right? How is this playing into the full ecosystem on the things that we're doing, right? Like it could be uh, sales enablement, right? Like is there a video or an episode that we recorded? Can we send it out to our list? Can we send it out to a lead? Can we send it out to somebody that we're helping on a strategy session, right? Can we do these things on the monetization side? And then at the end of the day, it's like, how do we manage this? Like what softwares are we using? How are we communicating, right? What What's the asset management? How do we actually put the files how do we send them out to you? So all these are questions that you can ask that team uh, that you're trying or that person that you're trying to hire. And you will have a good idea on how deep they go into the process or if they know their stuff. And just so you know, shameless plug again, we have that all under control. So if you want to ask those, those questions to us, feel free, drop in the DMs at BizRosco. You can go to contentsprofit.co, biz.com, bizros.co, and you can fill the application in there. But uh, we're happy to share all of that with you because full transparency is how we can achieve uh, the content momentum that we've talked about. So hopefully those questions bring you some enlightenment. Go back to your own teams if you have your own team, right? Go back and ask them those questions. How is this process working, right? It will give you a good background, a good information on how everything flows uh, inside of your company. Yeah. <laughs> Copy paste. Yes. That's it. That, Approved. That's it. I, like, I don't have anything else to add. I know. I think that was good. That's a good clip. Cool. All right, team. All right. Clip it. Uh, all right. Fun. Any last thoughts? No. Go figure out whether you need a team or just an editor. All right. Go figure out where you are, your capacity, your resources, and make a decision because 
It's just going to have free more time to do more of the things in your business that you need to do to grow. Absolutely. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Go. That is right. If today's episode helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.